Hi, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the May 16th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1084 to 1090 of the Catechism. 2. Christ's work in the liturgy. Christ glorified. 1084. Seated at the right hand of the Father and pouring out the Holy Spirit on his body, which is the Church, Christ now acts through the sacraments he instituted to communicate his grace. The sacraments are perceptible signs, words and actions accessible to our human nature. By the action of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, they make present efficaciously the grace that they signify. 1085. In the liturgy of the Church, it is principally his own paschal mystery that Christ signifies and makes present. During his life on earth, Jesus announced his paschal mystery by his teaching and anticipated it by his actions. When his hour comes, he lives out the unique event of history which does not pass away. Jesus dies, is buried, rises from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father once for all. His paschal mystery is a real event that occurred in our history, but it is unique. All other historical events happen once, and then they pass away, swallowed up in the past. The paschal mystery of Christ, by contrast, cannot remain only in the past, because by his death he destroyed death, and all that Christ is, all that he did and suffered for all men, participates in the divine eternity and so transcends all times while being made present in them all. The event of the cross and resurrection abides and draws everything toward life. From the time of the Church of the Apostles, 1086. Accordingly, just as Christ was sent by the Father, so also he sent the Apostles filled with the Holy Spirit. This he did so that they might preach the gospel to every creature, and proclaim that the God, the Son of God, by his death and resurrection, has freed us from the power of Satan, and from death, and brought us into the kingdom of his Father. But he also willed that the work of salvation which they preached should be set in train through the sacrifice and sacraments around which the entire liturgical life revolves. 1087. Thus there is in Christ, by giving the Holy Spirit to the apostles, entrusted to them his power of sanctifying. They became sacramental signs of Christ. By the power of the same Holy Spirit, they entrusted this power to their successors. This apostolic succession structures the whole liturgical life of the Church and is itself sacramental, handed on by the sacrament of holy orders is present to the earthly liturgy, 1088, to accomplish so great a work. The dispensation or communication of his work of salvation, Christ is always present in his church, especially in her liturgical celebrations. He is present in the sacrifice of the Mass, not only in the person of his minister, the same now offering through the ministry of priests who formerly offered himself on the cross but especially in the Eucharistic species. By his power he is present in the sacraments, so that when anybody baptises, it is really Christ himself who baptises. 
He is present in his word, since it is he himself who speaks when the Holy Scriptures are read in the Church. Lastly, he is present when the Church prays and sings, for he has promised, where two or three are gathered, together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. 1089. Christ indeed always associates the Church with himself in this great work in which God is perfectly glorified and men are sanctified. The Church, his beloved bride, who calls to her Lord and through him offers worship to the Eternal Father, which participates in the liturgy of heaven. 1090. In the earthly liturgy, we share in a foretaste of that heavenly liturgy, which is celebrating the holy city of Jerusalem, toward which we journey as pilgrims, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle. With all the warriors of the heavenly army, we sing a hymn of glory to the Lord, venerating the memory of the saints. We hope for some part and fellowship with them. We eagerly await the Saviour, our Lord Jesus Christ, until he, our life, shall appear, and we too will appear with him in glory. Okay, excellent. So today we're looking at this um, this section, uh, which is this um, this Paschal mystery. The Paschal mystery is uh, a beautiful way of explaining what's central to Christianity. It's a new, again, it's not new, it's, it's always been there. It's always been the heart of the church's message. But it really is an insight of the 20th century theology to, to classify what this Paschal mystery is. And the Paschal mystery is basically all the mysteries of Christ's life. His incarnation, his birth, the flight into Egypt, his presentation in the temple, all the things of his, of his early life his whole ministry, and then especially the events of, of Holy Week, the Last Supper, his crucifixion, his burial, his descent into hell, and then his resurrection from the dead. The fact that Christ rose from the dead, and after 40 days he ascends into heaven, and then he sends the Holy Spirit on the 50th day, on Pentecost. And at the end of time he will come again to judge the living and the dead. So this whole Christ event is historical so again jesus isn't a legend it's not a theory it's not a nice story it's not a proposal it's history jesus is a historical figure there are many witnesses he's one of the historical figures that we know most about again it would be nice if we knew more information about his earthly life than that what you, than, than what we do but we can compare him to any other historical figure He's one of the historical figures that we know most about, just from the point of view of history. Just to say that the witnesses that are there, and then we even have non-Christian witnesses to him, people like Josephus, etc. So there's this whole um, fact that Jesus is, um, that, that all this really happened. Jesus really was born. He really was crucified. He really rose from the dead. He really ascended to heaven. It's not just a spiritual transformation or a spiritual message, or I don't know what. These are real events of history. But not only are they events of history, but through this Paschal mystery, they also transcend history. And they're present at any time. They're present at every time. Every age of the world, 
Jesus is present. And he's there interceding for us. And this is what the liturgy is one of the ways, one of the special ways, where Christ becomes present again. That this, um, that this Paschal mystery breaks into the history of today. Breaks into the history that you and I are living. Breaks into our lives. And this is what we, 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 we celebrate. That the church has this foretaste of heaven here on earth. That it's possible. It's possible to have to share a foretaste of that heavenly liturgy. That this is what uh, Christianity is about. Yes, it's about preparing us for heaven. Yes, it's about the forgiveness of sins. Yes, it's about helping us to live good lives. Yes, it's about discovering the grace of God. But also it's about living the heavenly liturgy here. Participating in heaven here. The saints were people not who were perfect because they weren't perfect. Not who didn't have problems because they had, honestly they had many more problems than most of us. There were people who had lots of problems. But what makes the saints saints is that they participate in the heavenly liturgy while still here on earth. This heavenly liturgy broke into their lives. That their, um, their I suppose, the, the wall of their pride, the wall of their egotism was so small that the heavenly liturgy could break through. And this is what Christianity is about. It's about participating here in this heavenly liturgy, about discovering here the peace of Jesus Christ in preparation for a more fuller, for a perfect manifestation of this in heaven, but already here to have this participation. So this is what we're invited to. This is why the sectional liturgy is so important, because in a sense it decides our whole life. So very well. So we'll continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll look at Numbers 1081 to 1103 of the Catechism. God bless.